Welcome, everybody, to the Kona Shame Veterinary Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Andy Rourke. Guys, I am here today with my friend, Ingrid Johnson. Uh, Ingrid's been on the podcast a number of times before because I think she's amazing. I, I love how matter-of-fact and straightforward she is. I love her thoughts on feline behavior. I love her thoughts on play and getting cats to play. And so I bring to her a tough case today. I've got Gertrude. Uh, she's a 16-pound obese cat who just is not interested in playing, and she only wants to eat what she wants to eat. And she just basically refuses to lose weight and you guys know what that case is like and i put it to ingrid and say help me buddy uh she's got great advice i just again i love the way she thinks i love the stuff work she's doing at fundamentally feline i'm glad to have her here guys let's get into this episode this is your show we're glad you're here we want to help you in your veterinary career welcome to Cone of Shame with Dr. Andy Rourke. Welcome, Ingrid Johnson. Thanks for being here. Hey there. Thanks oh, for having man. me back. Always, always, always. Um, because I've I this is exactly what I this is what I most love to talk to you about. And um, and I got a case for you about it. Um, are you ready? You ready for uh, you ready for a challenge? Super. I'm totally ready. Always ready. I'm gonna see you. Uh, I'm gonna see you uh, improvise, adapt, and uh, bend like like in the Matrix here. I think. Um, so, can you? This is this is tall order. <laughs> no, oh yeah. No, you're like I. You know, here's the thing. Um, one of the things that I love the most about you is um i love how you get into the mind of a cat and you are so pro cat and you want cats to have great lives and at the same time you very much understand the health outcomes that we're trying to achieve and you're really good at presenting solutions to cat behavior problems in a way that i feel like i can get owners excited about and so cool. that's that's why i want to do this with you so this is just going to be um this is such a classic it's not a complicated case at all but I've got um I've got a cat that I am working with and the owner is super great. Uh she is super enthusiastic. She loves her cat. Uh I I think she's a very compliant owner. Uh, I really okay. do. I think that she's going to be really great to work with. I just want to make sure that I'm working with her the most effective way that I can. She has got a, you know, like a 16 pound obese female cat um okay. it's Ger gertrude is her name which i love gertrude gertrude doesn't give a flip about what you want or what mom wants gertrude is living the easy life and so she just eats basically dry kibble and i've talked to mom about weight loss food and things like that but okay. uh gertrude just um she just eats her food she doesn't want to play she doesn't want she doesn't want to chase a thing she, you know what I mean? She is just content to lay in the sun in the sunshine and soak up the In a way, let's be honest, Gertrude is my spirit animal, I think, in a lot of ways. <laughs> I, 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 I get Gertrude at a deep level. I get her. Um, what am I... <laughs> What am I doing with this cat, Ingrid? Like, just seriously, like, it's a it's a hundred percent lack of motivation. It's it's like it's like trying to do like a weight loss plan with a person who has zero interest in a weight loss plan at all. Exercising, you're and, eating healthy. Yeah, exactly. Like, nope. No, what else you got, Andy? I'm like, I don't have it. Don't have anything. I'm also else. guessing that Gertrude hasn't seen her tush in a few years. Oh no, no, she's yeah. so. She, may I suggest we start with a sanitary shave? Yeah, she's <laughs> she's she sways uh, when she walks. If you know what I mean. So at our office with these cats, well, we do shave their butts. We shave a lot of butts. 
not going to lie. It's practically yep. our specialty. But what we do is, you know, because they're cats. So we carry all the prescription foods. We carry Hills, okay. Royal Canin, and Purina. We okay. have more food at our vet clinic than most clinics that actually do dogs. And we send home what we call our high-protein, low-carb sampler. So the cats okay. go home with one of every single can that could possibly appropriate be appropriate for weight loss. And okay. then we send home usually one small bag of dry to sell. And then we often have bags that have been returned for palatability. And so we'll also give a free sample of some other dry. So they've got a couple different ones to choose from. But this is the perfect time to implement food puzzles and foraging. So what this would look like is once we figure out what the kitties enjoy, then we have them feed two to three canned food meals a day. And we put all the new dry in a food puzzle because cats are not going to work for food that's been easily available. They do not contra-freeload, if the audience is familiar with contra-freeloading. Um, they are one of the only species on earth that has been studied that will not contra-freeload, which means if food is easily available, cats will not work for it. The end. Gotcha. I don't think that it's they're lazy. I think that they're very intelligent and why yeah. would you put forth effort when it's free? So they're probably yeah. looking at us and dogs and chimpanzees like we're all just nuts. <laughs> yeah. So we put the novel food in the puzzle. We put the canned food out two or three times a day. And we have to start with some basic guidelines. But I think what we have to remember is that the recommendations on the back of these bags of food and the recommendations even in the formularies from Hills, Royal Canaan and Perina are simply guidelines. Mm -hmm. So we start there because we have to start somewhere. But then as we have the kitty come in for rechecks and sanitary shaves <laughs> to get weighed, yeah. um, we adjust because everyone's a unique individual. And we might still be overfeeding a high protein, low carb food because it might not be calorie restrictive enough for that particular cat. Yeah. OK, let's let's unpack this a little bit, because sure. I think that I think that's really important. Um, I think a lot of us struggle with that because pet owners are like how much do i give and you kind of go man no, about half a can you know <laughs> give or take it it seems very it, it does seem very unscientific especially when they're doing like some dry and some can together mm -hmm. and i think we we as vet professionals are all very good at looking at the recommendations on the bag and coming up with an amount and saying okay well if you do this much dry food then you do this much wet food and this is what we do and i think that we can all do that um walk me through the process so i've got so i've got gertrude uh and she is 16 pounds and i figure out she needs uh this much sort of canned food and if you're going to do this much dry food i'm going to take that amount of dry food i'm going to put it into uh into foraging puzzles that she's going to work yes. for and then i'm going to give her the canned food okay from there walk me through the reduction process do you give her what you think is indicated based on on what's on the on the packaging you know from uh, from our from our from our pet food maker friends uh, mm -hmm. you give them just say this is what we're gonna start with we're gonna start with what we've worked out do you go ahead and say we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna shoot under this and then i'll see you back and how frequently do you see them back so uh yeah walk me through that process please so typically if we got a 16 pound cat we're probably going to feed for 14 pounds so okay. that's going to be our first goal i mean you can't be like well she should be eight pounds and we're going to feed her for eight pounds that's going to create some starvation frustration behavior like no yeah. get out you got to bring it down slow so our first goal is 14 pounds. We'll go with the recommendations on, you know, the formulary to start. Okay. She might come in and not have lost anything. But maybe at least the win here is that we've got her transition to high protein, low carb prescription food. We've got her off of whatever she was eating over the counter that maybe was less than ideal. And we've taught the cat to forage. So we've now increased enrichment and a little bit of activity. So now is the time 
about every two months we have them come in for for weight checks. By the way, that's what I was going to ask. So 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 two months after we've put them on this on the sort of the diet amount, yeah. we're going to get them back. Okay. Yeah. Right, cool. And, and okay. every two months for a sanitary shave. <laughs> if you see, I keep yeah. circling back to the clean tushing. Um, every two months for that is about practical too, and a nail trim. So, um, so once we have that established that we're like, okay, well, she didn't lose weight, but she does like this food and we're feeding this way and she's actively foraging. Now we're going to go ahead and scale back on the portions a bit. And we might actually leave the canned alone, but we'll scale back on how much dry we're offering because cats are carnivores and they need meat and they're going to do better with weight loss with more wet food if we can get them to eat it. So we mm-hmm. usually start taking down the dry. And then sometimes what we do is we actually just make the dry even harder to acquire. So we start with those easy food puzzles, clear, rolls easily, multiple holes for the food to dispense from. She -hmm. learns how to play the game. Once she learns how to play the game, the game gets harder. Those easily rolled puzzles now only have one hole to dispense food, or maybe they're cubes. Maybe we're filling a small food puzzle and putting it inside a big food puzzle. So she has to double work a double stuffed toy. That's gonna be more time consuming and probably leave her a little frustrated and walking away from the puzzle going, "Eh, I'm full, I don't need to do any more of this. Hey gang, I just wanna jump in with a couple of quick updates. The first one is the newsletter, Uh, the Dr. Andy Rourke newsletter. Guys, uh, I've been writing a lot recently and I really enjoy it. Um, I'm just writing stuff that makes me happy and stuff that I think is useful and and sort of responding to questions that people ask me and it's, it's been a great fun exercise and it's gotten a lot of really positive feedback. If you guys want to see it, uh, it's 100% free. Just go over to drandywork.com, sign up for the newsletter, and then you'll get the the writings in your in your inbox. And I'm trying to write about once a week. Uh, it you know it may be once every other week, but it's just kind of I don't like to write more than I have to say. And so I, my promise to you is, when I send you something, it's something I think is good and at least worth looking at and considering. So anyway, uh, head over there, check that out. It's 100% free. I have the April Uncharted Conference coming up. It's the 21st through the 23rd in person in Greenville, South Carolina. Guys, Uncharted is the conference that I founded uh, five years ago. It's our five-year anniversary. It is unlike any other event out there. It is a, um, it is a active learning discussion-based conference. We actually make some of the sessions at the event based on what we do our first night. So we have attendees get together and talk about what's important to them and what they want to do. And then we actually create sessions based on that so that you have the conference that you want to have. It is all about uh, discussion. It is all about uh, active workshops where you take away things you can actually use in your practice. It is about making connections. It's about finding out what's possible. It is super, super inspiring. And um, and man, if you if you want to have your, your spark, your passion, for, for medicine, for running your business, for growing your career, for leading teams, relit. If you want to develop young leaders who are coming up in your practice, guys, there's just nothing better than Uncharted. Uh, it really is the conference that never ends because our, our attendees are members in our online community, which is vibrant and active and so useful. I know... I feel like I'm overselling it. I just, I, but I don't think that I am. It really is something special. Check it out. Uh, April 21st through the 23rd in Greenville, South Carolina. The last is my friend, the one and only Jamie Holmes is running her workshop called uh, Put On Your Pants. It is uh, how to hold meetings that matter. If you are struggling to get on the same page with your team, this is a fan freaking fantastic uh, quick to the point workshop to help you build a structure using the pants structure that will help you uh, communicate effectively and run 
tight, effective meetings. This is bedrock business knowledge that you should have. If you have a growing business, you should know the basics, how to block and tackle and run great meetings. And that's what this is. So it is free to Uncharted members. It is $99 to the public. I will put a link in the show notes. Guys, that's enough for me. Let's get back into this episode. We have an episode together, um, and I have to look back. I think it's the first time that you were on the podcast. It's one of my absolutely favorite ones on uh, losing weights, uh, losing weight for cats, and and foraging. Um, why don't you give Why don't you give us a quick rundown on foraging? Because I, I love the way you present this and your and your insight on it. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit about about how you do foraging and food puzzles, how you and when you increase in difficulty. Uh, j- give me a give me a mile high fly by, please. Sure. Yeah. So we want to start with puzzles that are really easy, that roll easily, have multiple holes for the food to dispense from, um, are lightweight and clear. So the cats can hear, see, and smell the kibble inside. Um, And then as they get better at the game, the number of holes to dispense the food decreases. The toy might become opaque. The toy might not roll so well. The toy might become a cube. And of course, we have stationary food puzzles, too, of which a lot of those are quite easy. So we have to look long and hard for some stationary puzzles that really present more challenge and problem solving. And then eventually, when the cats get really good at foraging, we start um, either dummy stuffing by like taking crinkled up balls of paper and sticking them inside the toys so that the uh, kibble has to work its way around the crinkled up paper to find its way out of the hole. We might put weights in the toy to make it hard to push. We might double stuff the toy by filling up a small food puzzle, like my little foraging ping pong ball and putting it inside a little foraging cube. And now they have to work that cube to get the food out of two objects at once. So I do want to make the point that there was recently a study published um, showing that food puzzles did not help with weight loss. However, I don't think that they're implementing all of these other suggestions. You know, you've got to do the high protein, low carb food. You've got to make the puzzles much more challenging. Um, if you if you utilize them the way I utilize them, I think the results sometimes are different. Yeah, and more yeah, successful. That, that yeah, that 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 definitely makes sense. Okay, all right, cool. I so I, I like this. I, I like I like combining sort of the food puzzles and the foraging with a, a two month check in cycle and uh and sort of cut cutting down um yeah i like it It totally makes sense um what what else we got well we also have to remember this cat needs some exercise so we have to engage this cat in some interactive play and a lot of people will tell me well my cat doesn't play well if we're overweight and lethargic we're probably a little sedentary so yeah it's going to be a little hard to motivate them right but we've got to find that toy that gets them going we've got to evoke that prey drive and moving the toy appropriately and evoking chase Um, But then we also might have to um, spice up life a little bit. Maybe we leash and harness train this cat. Maybe we get this cat out in the front yard walking around, sniffing the grass and, you know, just getting a little activity because now we have this novel environment that is evoking more movement and we can get the toy going out there in the grass, which is even more fun. So it really just depends on the individual, the client's motivation, the cat's capability level, all of this factors in. But we can clicker train these guys. You know, that's a great activity. Part of the meal and the portioned amount of food could be a treat that's given during training. And that clicker training could lead us to walking on a cat wheel, which is, you know, feline treadmill. Great way to get some exercise. Yeah, this is the matrix bending I was I was anticipating. Okay, right here. Okay, there's, that's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot going on there. Okay, let's... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on. There. It is. No, it is. It definitely. It definitely is. It is. It is. Okay. Um. So th- there's. There's a lot there. 
if you by uh by magic wand went to my client's house and you were going to live there and just work with this cat walk me through walk me through how you're going to start implementing these things because it feels like we're going from from lying comatose on the ground uh in <laughs> under under the sun to to full-on sprinting you know usain bolt style um and so you know get, talk to me a little bit about what is what is your thought process and especially if i'm explaining this to the pet yeah. owner i i could just see their eyes getting wider and wider and wider yeah. as i talk about leash walking and clicker training and uh, and, and, and so, yeah, so, so start, start at the beginning. What's, what's the first thing you do? How do you tie these things together? Uh, how, you know, what, what would your thoughts be on, on what, what's the, what's the most realistic, reasonable approach to start introducing these ideas to well, the cat? Is? I think first we have to remember that an appeal to the natural predatory sequence that is a cat. So okay. everyone tells me their cat won't play, but everyone tries to play with their cat in the evening after they've sat down after dinner to sit and watch TV. Mm -hmm. That's nap time. The predatory sequence for a cat is to hunt, stalk, chase, and kill. Well, let's back up. They torture it a little bit, rip off a limb, very suffering death, and then they kill it, and then they eat, and then they groom and they sleep. So we're going to play, and then we're going to give that canned food portion, that, that first wet food meal. Gotcha. And then for those, you know, because cats eat nine to 16 meals a day, many small meals a day. If you want to get a cat to lose weight, you can't starve them into losing weight. That creates frustration behavior. And honestly, I think in most cases, slows their metabolism down. So no twice a day meals, none of that. So we're going to have the food puzzles out throughout the day. So they're not frustrated and they can walk mm -hmm. up to a puzzle and bat it around and get kibble whenever they want. So now we're playing before meals. We're getting wet food meals as the bulk of our diet. Then the dry food is put in the food dispensing toys to lessen frustration and anxiety because they want to make sure they always have an ac access to their main resources. And then if we want to do a little clicker training, we might incorporate a clicker training session maybe before dinner. And we teach the cat to target on a mat or touch a click stick. We have to start somewhere. So we might mm -hmm. just teach them to target first. That's a basic foundation behavior. And part of their meal, say they like chunks and gravy. Well, they're going to get a chunk for every click and treat. We can use their diet food as their reward. Mm -hmm. Or maybe we use like a high protein reward, like freeze dried chicken, something that's not super calorie dense. You know, we're not going to be using temptations for this cat. We're never going to get the weight yeah. off. So right. we have to start with some really basic um, clicker training foundations. And then, of course, we can build on that and teach them to hop on a wheel. I mean, I literally have a cat that I can say, wheel, and he jumps on the wheel and starts running. I realize that's not yeah. every cat, but it is possible. You just have to stick with it. Yeah. So it's so it sounds like what you're saying is is clicker training is foundational in order to get to these other things. I mean, basically that type of training uh, and interactive yeah. work is what is going to let us try things like uh, harness training, leash training, uh, cat wheel, things like that. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, okay. sure you can train your cat to a harness without clicker training, but I think it's easier for people to have some structure. You know, mm -hmm. it helps them teach yeah. the cat because we're very confusing and we're terrible with our timing. I mean, most I, humans are terrible I agree. training. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I guess I guess that's sort of part of my part of my concern going into this conversation was sort of like I'm I'm not even doing the training. I'm coaching another human being to do the training. Uh, and so that that's why I was like, that's why I wanted to sort of un, unpack that and, and try to try to get down into get down into it. It also seems like, you know. If we can get the calorie intake under control, 
Um, mm-hmm. And we've got, you know, they're having to do some work for food that that will possibly motivate them to engage in training and stuff in the way that right now when mom's like i try to get her to do things and she's not doing anything yeah she's ho- she's wholly unmotivated so um so she's the of changes. From the trough. yeah exactly right <laughs> and so you you have no leverage i guess, I guess that's what i was getting at is you, know, you have no le- leverage and, and gertrude has no motivation uh right. if we just start even by changing our feeding and how we do it we may be able to create motivation that did not otherwise exist. Talk, talk to me about 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 play a little bit. You know, is it that once we start down this road and we're doing some training, do you think it's easier then to start to do some play? Does the cat get more interested in that, or is that a whole different ball of wax? I think as the weight starts coming off, they tend to get more interested in the play. So even if we can just mm-hmm. get a half a pound off, things start changing. And one of the ways that we can play with them is by tossing kibble on the hardwood floor, and they t- they run, they catch that one piece of kibble, and they come back for another. And they don't get another piece of kibble tossed until they walk at least halfway back to you. And that can be a great game. So rather than putting that portion in a food puzzle, we're just tossing it. And I would like to reiterate or just, I guess, drive home that for cats that don't like wet food, this can totally work for them too. We're just going to put high protein, low carb prescription food in puzzles and make sure that we're controlling to some extent the volume of that they're eating, but we're going to appeal to those many, many small meals throughout the day. And I also have a kind of a sneaky trick. Okay. This works really well and seems highly counterintuitive, but a lot of these overweight cats, you know, they're eating a bowl of Friskies and they're, they're carbosauruses and they don't Mm -hmm. even want their wet food. And they certainly don't want to switch to Royal Cane and Glycal Balance because (laughs) that's like one of my favorite foods for these cats. So we will put them on a appetite stimulant to make them hungry enough to accept the therapeutic diet change. And then we slowly wean them off. And it works like a dream. And it's also fantastic for those cats that need prescription urinary food that have struvite crystals and food is their medicine. And if they don't eat this food, we're going to have a medical emergency, make them hungry enough to accept a therapeutic diet change and then wean them off. That's interesting. I've never done that. That makes a ton of sense. That's awesome. When uh, you, uh, were you reaching for you reaching for mirtazapine? Have you got something sexier than that? What do you reach for? Um, any of the above, um, mirtazapine, Cipro, Cipro, or Entice slash Allura. Um, okay. We actually use Entice more because it's more concentrated, so you have to give less volume. We don't understand why the cat version is less concentrated, and you have to give more. It seems odd. Um, so we typically work with Entice, but we put it in a capsule because it tastes horrible. Um, so we still pill the cat with the entice in a capsule. Um, and then mirtazapine, I love that because you've got so much flexibility. You've got your little 15 milligram tabs you can cut into eighths. You've got dissolvable mini melts from Roadrunner. You've got transdermal gel. So many options. Gotcha. Dude, that that totally makes sense. This is great. Thank you so much for uh, taking time and doing this with me. T- sure. Tell me a little bit. You um, Can people still get um, foraging toys from Fundamentally Feline? Absolutely they can. I'm making them as fast as my little fingers can deburr them. Um, yeah. I hand make all of my foraging toys, and they are all available for sale on my website. And they're quite inexpensive, really, too. So, yeah, please feel free. Awesome. So yeah, I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, Fundamentally Feline, you are on social media as well mm-hmm. under that. And then your website is fundamentallyfeline.com. Uh, Ingrid Johnson, thanks for being here. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. And that is the episode. That's it. That's what I got for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Uh, as always, feel free to leave me an honest review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Just let people know what you think of the podcast uh, and uh, yes, how people find us. Anyway, gang, take care of yourselves. Be well. Talk to you later.